This is Miles Marshall, wide receiver from Indiana University. You're listening to Flawcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Flawcast Network. Jay Ruff in the house today. Glorious day of the Flawcast. Glorious Tuesday afternoon. And we are going over flog matchups, going over last night's game and the waiver wire available dudes to pick up today. I am joined by uh, a two-time champion, Mr. Skin. How's it going, Skin? It's going rough. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, you know, I could, I could be better, Skin. I mean, both of us. You know, after coming coming back from me and you, uh, you know, a week uh, where we put up the the lowest scores in flog of, of this week. Of course, you you being the worst. I had to add that on there. Sorry, Skin. So you had the lowest one. We'll, we'll talk about the flog, but not the best week for both of our teams. Definitely not the uh, most encouraging week from my squad, but <laughs> it is only week two. Week so two. It's not panic mode quite yet. Um, mm. But yeah, not getting uh, not getting very many points from some key players of mine that uh, starting to start to make me worry a little bit. Well, that will happen. I mean, again, it is week two. Uh, nothing to cry over yet, but it is always painful to see. You know, again, we will go through the uh, flog matchups and who beat who in week two. Uh, and then last night we had a fun game skin. Uh, again, uh, you know, on paper, I guess it. You know, will the pa- the the Packers bounce back, and will the Lions uh, uh, put up a fight against these Packers and possibly catch them sleeping? That was not the case. Packers looked ten times better than they did week one against New Orleans. Uh, uh, 10 times better in Rodgers and a 20 times better uh, Aaron Jones. It was the Aaron show, if you will, Skin. Uh, these two oh. Aaron guys, man, they looked they looked very good. Uh, Aaron Jones looked good in the air. So, I mean, in the on the ground was 17 carries, 61 yards, 67 yards and a touchdown. But, man, Aaron Rodgers really wanted to get Aaron Jones involved in the, in the receiving game. Uh, he caught all of his targets, six for 48 yards. Three touchdowns for Aaron Jones. Again, it was the the Aaron's the Aaron's show for the Packers. Yeah, it definitely was. And uh, Aaron Jones is definitely um, he is making up for the contract. Not making up, but he is living up to the contract that he was just paid this offseason. A big, big, massive deal there. Mm. And it is nice to see that Matt Lafleur is finally freeing Aaron Jones and not not strapping him down by putting him in a committee. You know, when they let Jamal Williams walk and a lot of uh, fantasy football experts, you'd say, had a lot of hype with A.J. Dillon just because he's a massive fella and the dude's calves are about as big as my head. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, A.J. Dillon is going to sit there and wait because Aaron Jones is an absolute stud and he always has been. He's just now finally getting the full workload and they are giving making him the workhorse back and. Um, it's only going to pay off for him and, and, and owners who drafted him. Now, of course, we saw this coming. We we that was the worst, probably the worst game we will see. You know, any of these Packers players play Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, and and Devontae Parker, or I'm sorry, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams did not see the end zone, but heck, he had a very good game. Nine targets, eight catches, 121 yards. If Aaron Rodgers does good, as most likely Adams will do well, also. Uh, Robert Tunyon saw the end zone, um, but uh, again, with, with, with the 
Lions, though, I mean, the Lions put up a fight, especially in the beginning. Jared Goff did not look bad at all. He went 26 for 36, two touchdowns. He did an interception. Inter- one interception. He did have a fumble in there, but, you know, in his defense, it was raining. And the ball just slipped out of his hands like a like a freaking uh, – what slips out of people's hands, Ken, you know? A banana? There you go. Uh, slips out of his I hands like a, <laughs> like a banana. But he did not look bad. Um, and DeAndre Swift, you have Swift only, you know, he only carried it eight times for 37 yards, but he, he was involved in the rushing game. And that's why a lot of people like Swift. He caught it four times for 41 yards. But uh, I think just the main guy in this offense that you need to grab on is Mr. TJ Hawkinson. I mean, he says he is the offense. And and what this what let me jump on this train skin when I have you on here with this Hawkinson thing. Okay, it, I really honestly think I want to hear your opinion. I really honestly think that he is the I think he's the third best uh, tight end in the league as of right now. I think it's Kelsey and, of course, Waller. And then I think yeah. Hugginson is is the third best. I mean, he's the by far the highest target. I mean, on this team. And I think he's the third best tight end in the league right now. Yeah, I cannot disagree with that um and i will say i have been beating myself up because i had a chance Mm. in the draft i was just debating between mark andrews and tj hawkinson and my gut told me to go with old marky mark andrews and that has been a flat-out mistake well i mean Um, it's not a bad decision i mean heck lots of people will pick kittle right now i'm picking hawkinson over kittle Oh, no, no, I agree. I agree. And that's that's part of why I stayed away from Kittle a little bit in the draft. Not to say I wouldn't have taken him if he fell, but one, the injury concern, but you just kind of don't know what's going to happen with the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. I do think when Trey Lance gets in there, um, I I do think Kittle is going to have a little bit more of a a more consistent performances. Sure. As of now. Yeah, I mean. Kittle has been very, very underwhelming so far. Uh, week two weeks in, right? And again, heck with the you know, with all bunch of things going on in San Francisco right now with the running backs, everyone getting hurt and the freaking a uke doing a uke funky things. I don't know, but I mean, I mean, it's pretty set in stone what the Lions are doing, and it's just feed feed the the Hugginson the ball and well, heck, yeah. I mean, I mean, goodness, McNeil. So. Exactly. I mean, you got Quintez uh, Supis. I think, I, I think I'm pronouncing that. Heck, he's not doing bad. I mean, he's back-to-back games uh, with about seven targets over ten points in our league. I mean, I guess he, uh, he is kind of taking the role that I thought Amenrel uh, St. Brown was going to take, that rookie. Uh, right now, Sipis wouldn't be a bad option to grab and see and have him chill on your bench. If you want any piece of this offense, I don't I – don't, really see why you would if his name's not Hugginson. Yeah, no, I agree. And and I, I originally thought Tyrell Williams would mm. uh, take control of that number one uh, wide yeah. receiver role, but um, he's been injured and really hasn't been able to play. So Cephas has done a, a, a very good job and um, with the opportunities that he's gotten, he's kind of proven it. You know, he was a name that you kind of heard throughout the off season that had a good camp, but you never know what that's going to amount to. But, um, but yeah, Two weeks mm-hmm. in, he is he's played pretty well. Um, for me, I, I just you know DeAndre Swifts has seemed like the more efficient back. I'm a little confused by Dan Campbell Campbell insisting on naming Jamal Williams the starter and um, having it a fifty fifty split. It just seems like when Swift touches the ball, he's 
he's knocking off chunk plays and mm-hmm. he just doesn't doesn't get the usage enough and I think he needs to get involved a little bit more. Obviously, I'm a little biased having Swift on my team, but if you'd watch the game, you would also understand what I'm saying. Swift was was kind of taking off some chunks while Jamal Williams looked it looked okay, but not not nearly um, the same as DeAndre Swift. No, I mean I agree. I think Swift is you know is if you if you watch him, I mean he's just better than Williams. And I don't know if it if it has something to do with maybe just getting the wheels underneath Swift a little bit more because he was going through that injury early in the beginning of preseason, remember? So yeah. I don't know if that has something to do with it. I'm not sure. But, heck, I mean, right now, to the eye, he looks better than Williams, and, and I think we might be seeing more. But, again, with, with this Lions team, they're going to be behind a lot. But, you know, granted, they were only down by four points at halftime. I think it was 14. Or am I, but no, actually, no, they were winning at halftime. Yeah, they were winning at halftime. It was 17 to 14. Uh, but they did not score a touchdown or any points at all in the in the second half. And I think that's what cost them. Again, they lost uh, 35 to 17. Um, they are 0 2. And again, uh, you know, this year is going to be painful. But they have a very, very young defensive team, the Lions. Uh, so just let these guys grow for, you know, about a year. And, and I think they'll be all right uh, looking ahead in the future for these young guys because of their defense. So, uh, all right, moving on. Skin, we got the flawed matchups. Again, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, Both of us did not become victorious. Uh, We'll just go ahead and start your team. The Andy Dalton QB1 team picked up their first dub of the year. They moved to one and one. Skin, uh, you uh, went to one and one. You lost 167.1 to 121.9. It was not close. Um, There were a couple of close matchups in this flog league, but this not being one of them. Uh, and again, we kind of, you, you just, you did not have good luck. Josh Allen put up like a C, C grade performance again. I think it's back to back weeks, but I am not, I mean, you shouldn't be scared. I mean, you shouldn't be scared about this. Josh Allen. Uh, he put up 18.5 fantasy points. Uh, Dak Prescott though, not putting up the points that you're wanting. Anybody else on your team that you're just bummed about? Oh, I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> There's plenty to choose from here. Obviously, with Dak not performing well, um, that kind of coincided with Amari Cooper not performing well. Mm, mm. Uh, Four points for a starting player is just unacceptable. And Mm -hmm. that's what I got out of multiple guys on my team this week. So Amari um, Amari and Dak, obviously, they almost single-handedly helped pull me through week one. Um, they single-handedly took me to the dump week mm. two. Now, so, of course, you had Clyde, 2.6. Jonathan Taylor not having a good game, 5.8. A.J. Brown, 5.8. Um, and Mark Andrews, uh, an 8.2, not the best. And again, like you said, Amari Cooper. So there's a bunch of just yucky numbers there from, from yeah. your key dudes. Yeah, that's not going to do it. You know, th- two, two keepers there putting up single digits, you know, mm. less than six points. Clyde, I'm just not quite sure of what he's seeing, what I'm seeing. I'm not sure, but that dude, I don't know. He is He's a head-scratcher right now. Is it time um, to part ways with the Clyde? You going to listen to TC? Are you parting ways with him? It is definitely time to sit him on my bench. He, <laughs> oh. has, he has earned a spot. Yeah. Basically, no matter what. Um, luckily I do have a couple guys that I can put in his place, 
But yeah, that's not good for a keeper player. Mm. Um, it's definitely time that I start listening to um, some <laughs> offers, but with him coming off of two very poor weeks, his value is about as low as it's going to possibly get. Um, mm-hmm. I do nope. expect him to have a couple decent games, and but at that point, yeah, I, I am definitely willing to move him. Um, but yeah, he's going to take a seat on my bench most likely and uh, until things change in that offense, which – I don't know how to see how that happens, but no, of course you, you do have, you know, a lot. I mean, you did have lots of negative skin, but you do have lots of positives. I mean, I, heck, I'll tell you what Cooper cup, man, he's looking, he's looking not human. Uh, he has, you know, give up. He got about 32.5, 32.3 fantasy points from Cooper cup. You didn't mention other options besides Clyde. You got Damian Harris. Uh, twelve point nine points. Uh, on your flex spot, so you can move him on up. That one carry that he had, probably the the the, the best carry that we're gonna see for a touchdown. Uh, this year, uh, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Skin. There's just some, he freaking broke like five to six tackles and ended up in the end zone. Uh, just a you know monster of a carry. Uh, Harris. He he's he's surprising me. Also, you got a positive on your bench, Cortland Sutton. Uh, coming back. Uh, you know, putting numbers up that we're used to seeing something put up, but maybe about a year ago or so, and then he put up 20.4. So that's some positive numbers to see off your bench. So there, there's some positives there, Skip. There definitely is. There definitely is. I just need a little more consistency. Um, I don't expect A.J. Brown to perform that poorly ever again this year. No, of um, course, Julio Jones went off. Julio did so, go off, um, man. and he looked really good. But AJ had the opportunities. He was he targeted did. almost nine times, and he had four drops. So mm. I have never performed that poorly, and I do not expect that again out of him. So if he's getting nine to ten targets, um, then I'm I'm comfortable, and I, I think AJ is going to definitely bounce back. So um, there are things to still you know still be positive about, and I think Jonathan Taylor will should bounce back. It's just. Uh, yeah, last week was about as bad as you could possibly get from the lineup that I have, and, and I got it. So uh, right. I'll take the L and we'll move on next week, and I'll make some adjustments from there. Now, of course, you going up against Connor's team, probably not your favorite matchup to go up against. I mean, you had Aaron Rodgers, who just absolutely did awesome, so, I mean, awful. So you were expecting a big bounce off, bounce back game for Aaron Rodgers. So you were expecting that. And then you were going up against – Connor's QB number two, and that's your quarterback off your favorite team. So, you know, you're, you're going like, oh, well, Roger's going to eat me alive, bounce back, and then, heck, I, I have to cheer against my, my, my quarterback on my favorite team. Or not cheer against him, but, you know, squint when he makes a good play. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We've all been there. Tannehill didn't do – I mean, he didn't do that much. He had 14.5 fantasy points. But Aaron Rodgers did. He, of course, he, we bounced, he bounced back like we mentioned – um, just you know, great game from him. Uh, Tyler Lockett, man, he's he's becoming a very very good option for Connor Lynn back there. Twenty seven point eight fantasy points. Really did well. Godwin did well. His running backs did not. Both under ten points. But when you get a, a great portion of points from your wide receivers and a good chunk from your quarterbacks, I mean, you're getting that dub. Yeah. Yep. And and definitely was expecting that from Rodgers and Tannehill was expecting a little bounce back. But um, 
but yeah, his wide receivers definitely performed. the the hard The hardest thing for me to eat was watching Tyler Lockett tear up the Titans mm. secondary. I I mm. knew it was coming. Titans secondary is just way too young, too much inexperience out there. Um, that Lockett got behind him multiple times, and that that was tough to watch because not only did it hurt my Titans, but it hurt me in fantasy. He came out with a dub and a thrilling victory because King Henry put put the team on his back. But oh, um, but yeah, it it definitely could have been a better day on Sunday. You know, all the Titans won as long as uh, as long as we got next week to look forward to. Uh, I'll rebound in fantasy. Okay, so both teams now, like I mentioned, uh, are one and one. Moving on to the next matchup, and heck, we'll get to two disgusting games over with. Again, myself involving the Terry's terrorists and just destroying me as well. Uh, he put up uh, the league best 177.2 fantasy points. Again, led the flog this week in week two. And he destroyed me with 129.4, uh, pushing us both to one and one now. Everyone in the West Division, uh, they are one and one now, Skin. So uh, it's going to be fun to see who – uh, ends up on top in this in this division B, if you will. Uh, but again, uh, Marcus, I mean his his quarterback being one of the best, uh, Jalen Hurts, they and Russell Wilson both putting up over twenty. Um, Chris Carson, heck, Chris Carson's looking very good. Uh, yeah, you, I'm is. sure you watched him a lot against. I mean, heck, I watched him against my Colts last week. You watched them against your Titans uh, this week, or heck, last week, whatever. Uh, and, and just doing. Very good things. He put up 15 points. Um, Mike Evans, heck, I knew this was going to happen. I just knew it was going to happen. Heck, last, you know, two weeks ago, in week one, it was Chris Godwin. Just Tom Brady just feeding Chris Godwin all the time. Now, and last week is Mike Evans. Boom, feeding Mike Evans. And both teams I was going, both guys I was going up against. I'm like, shocker, shocker there. Uh, Julio <laughs> Jones going nuts. Um, Daryl Henderson Jr. before he got hurt. He, he did very well. And Marcus had uh, the Buccaneers defense. That just did awesome. So, I mean, it, again, number one team this year I mean, in week two uh, for Marcus, and he, he looked very good. Yeah, we, we mentioned this last time. I think we were on the pod together that this this is a well-constructed team. Mm. Has maybe two of the two of the best players on his bench still. Yeah. With Rob Gronkowski, who looks like he's going to be the best tight end in the league this year. And Debo mm. Samuel, who is both sitting on his bench. <laughs> and so he's still got players that he can put into his starting lineup. Um, you know, I went against Marcus week one, and I just – now that I look back, I got kind of lucky that Julio had a down game. Mike Evans had such a terrible game mm-hmm. that I, I escaped with those wide receivers not doing much. But with Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Debo Samuel – that's that's a scary group of wide receivers there that can go off at any moment, um, let alone those quarterbacks that are going to always keep them afloat. You know, Russell Wilson and Jalen Hurts both have rushing ability and will definitely run the ball. Um, and his running backs are solid, too. You know, it's just he, he has a very balanced team. And mm-hmm. um, I think Marcus might be someone to watch out for this year. That's for I sure. mean, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think mean, it could be a dangerous team. And he's got some depth on his bench, like you said. Uh, you know, with my team, of course, you'll just carry by Tom Brady. Holy moly, th- 34.6 fantasy points. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i just living and breathing off the off the goat there. Trevor Lawrence didn't do much, 7.7. 7. 
Um, Elliot and Chubb uh, both gave me 16 fantasy points. I'll take it. Uh, with El- even with Elliot Skinner, and this is another conversation on its own. Uh, just you know, heck, he so many you know reports about him not being the best running back on that team, which is just mind blowing. Uh, but still, we forget that Elliot scored 16 fantasy points. Uh, but Pollard is he looks more explosive uh, than Elliot does. I like the plays that they run for Pollard more than I like the plays they run for Elliot. Um, and again, it's just, you know, heck, I, I, I mentioned it and you probably don't care, but I have a 18 person league and I have Pollard. I had no choice, but I had him as a flex and I was very excited. Uh, so I think Pollard right now in, in, in big team or big groups, big leagues, you can live with him being your flex. I'm not sure about in our league. You possibly could since we have two flexes. Um, but I mean, Pollard, he's looking very, very good. I, I know you agree with me, Skin. I, I definitely do agree with that, and and it is definitely a puzzling situation what's going on there. I mean, the amount of money that they're paying Zeke compared to what they're paying Tony Pollard, just it doesn't make sense to their production and what they're getting on the field. Um, so I expect Zeke to, to never see another contract extension from this team ever again, and I, I don't know. I, if I – were the Cowboys, I would just think about ways to keep getting Pollard involved, doing what they're doing. I mean, I still think you got to use Zeke, and I do think they have I mean, different skill sets. But yeah. uh, Zeke essentially at this point should basically be your goal line back while Tony Pollard does most of the work and most of the carries. Like, you know, Zeke can, can pass block, which is good, I guess. It's keeping him afloat there. But the explosiveness is key, and Tony Pollard looks like he can break him off while Zeke doesn't necessarily look like he has that right now i mean yeah i mean i agree if so i mean but the thing is with with elliot um if if he would have gave me 10 less points so if he would have given me like 6.7 for example i would be more scared than what i am now he's i mean he gave me 16.7 so i'm kind of sitting in a situation with the other running back that i have in nick chubb just knowing that, you know, heck, you got Hunt there that's going to take some attention. Does it suck? Yeah, but he, he, both of these guys are still giving me higher than their projection score. And, heck, same thing with Chubb. His, his projection is normally around 14, 15. He gives me more than that. Could it be 10 times more? Absolutely, but you can't think of that. You got to think about, oh, he's giving me points. He's putting me in a good position. That's all I care about right now. And Elliot's still giving me points as of right now, week two. We'll see looking forward. Hopefully it doesn't change much. So what I'm saying is I'm not terrified as of right now. No, I I, I mean, Chubb, I think might – I don't want to say this. I'll say he's the second best running back in the league because I can't put anyone over Derrick Henry. Mm. But Mm. at a pure running back, a pure runner, if you just need some yards – I think Chubb is one of the best in the league. And, yeah, he only had 11 carries, but 95 yards. Like, good Lord. Right. That's that's the positive thing is you only have to get him a handful of touches, and he's going to make the most out of it. So mm-hmm. I definitely understand that, where you're coming from. Um, I guess Zeke scares me a little more than it scares you because I think there's got to be a certain point where the franchise decides they have to turn the page. Um, I just don't necessarily think that's going to be this year. Um, but it is something to consider in the future. Um, I, I do have a question for you, though. Is it about time to give up on the Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence experiment for you yet? Not, you know what? Not yet. If he would have sucked week one, then maybe. I mean, heck, he did put th- three touchdowns, three interceptions. 
week one. But and heck, he gave me 22 fantasy points. So I'm not giving up yet. I Will I put him on my bench? Possibly. That is, of course, a consideration. Uh, there are a couple, and we'll go over in a minute, skin a couple of uh, uh, pretty good, decent quarterback options sitting peacefully in the waiver wire. That might be better options than the than the long hair Lawrence, uh, but I mean, you're sure, heck, you're I, sure Zach Wilson isn't isn't good enough to get in your starting he is, lineup? He is not. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that was disgusting. Uh, but no, he is not. He is uh, drop city, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely drop city. But here's here's the thing. Leading on to that, and then we can move on to the next matchup skin. Uh, so here's the great thing about like you got to take some positives out. You just like. I mean, you you probably agree with me. Just your team sucking. Uh, I did learn a lot from my team after week two. I learned that Mike Williams is my second best wide receiver on my team. So, and I, I, I did send a thank you letter to TC for dropping him before week one. So thank you, TC. You should be getting that in the mail here shortly. <laughs> um, and then I did also learn uh, that I as of right now I can't trust Lavisca Snell leads into the Urban Mile Urban Meyer situation there. I can't trust Marquise Callaway. Do not trust everything that you hear and see in preseason. Yuck. And so and then I also learned that I can trust Marquise Hollywood Brown, and yep. I, I I can trust. Well, heck, I mean I did like. I don't know if I can trust yet, but I did like what I see out of Michael Pittman Jr. That was very encouraging. Um, and, heck, K.J. Osborne. So, again, I'm taking a lot of things off my bench that I like to see and I learn from moving on in the future. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with everything that you said right there. That's pretty much spot on. It looks like Lamar is pushing the ball a little bit more and getting Marquise Brown involved, uh, definitely compared to last year. Mm. Uh, Michael Pittman was a target monster last week, 12 Goodness. targets. Yeah, that's all yeah, good man. things. I mean, he, was doing, he was doing stuff that we were expecting, heck, like a year ago when yeah. T.Y. Hilton was down. And then, yeah. like, after week one, after T.Y. Hilton was down, that's what we were expecting in week one, but we didn't see it. It all went to, felt like it all went to pass, Pascal or whatever. Right. Uh, but man, he just, like, 12 targets or something, eight, eight, eight catches. Again, now he just has to get in the red and get in the end zone. He hasn't yeah. done that. <laughs> but uh, he, I love the attention. But again, it, we like it, it's all up to Wentz, and if he's playing, if not, uh, then it's a little bit sketchy. Yeah, it definitely makes it tougher. You can't really trust Jacob Eason to get that, get mm. him involved. Mm. But, um, yeah, TC, shame on you, dude. Like, Mike Williams, yeah, bro. what in the oh, world? Did, why did he do that? Josh Palmer for my, or yeah, drop Mike Williams for Joshua Palmer. Oh, like, boy. seriously, skin, why did he, why did he do that? I don't. Just, I don't understand. I, and I heard a couple people talking about Joshua Palmer too, but like he was a rook, rookie or a second year and you haven't even seen well, it. Well, heck, man, lots of people were talking about Tim Tebow. Did we pick him up? No. <laughs> right. Goodness. Well, and that's the thing. The, the, what I've noticed is this Chargers uh, coaching staff have decided, oh, Mike Williams is more than just a one-trick pony. Mm. Like, man, he looks good. Career, all they would throw is – is deep shots, 50-50 balls, and say, oh, Mike can only do one thing, go up and get it. They're getting him involved in – getting him involved uh, uh, short and underneath routes, as they should. Mike Williams has been a beast. They just haven't given him the usage in the right right routes. But mm-hmm. it looks like he can run every route in the book. And so, yeah, Mike Williams, great pickup. I mean, heck, I'm super excited, especially my Brandon Ayuk 
pick is not working out. My my, my Lavisca Sinault, my Marquise Maquez Callaway, those guys are just not panning out right now. Super excited, super blessed to get Mike Williams. <laughs> again, this is a, a great, you know, back-to-back weeks, and we'll see if that continues. Uh, so, again, Skid, all of us uh, are one-and-one one right now. Moving on to the other matchups, the the next two that we're about to discuss are the most closest ones. Uh, and we'll just start with our commissioner. Uh, and that game ended up very, very close towards I – mean, to, it had to be determined at the end uh, of Monday night football. Uh, the Magic School Bus defeated Hail to the Chiefs 179.9 to 166.7. Both teams are now one and one. Um, uh, again, heck, you got Lamar and Patrick Mahomes putting above 20, both of them above 25 points, which is fantastic for, uh, for Scotty Benzine. But I think that, I mean, the reason why Keegan won is Aaron Jones, plain and simple. Aaron Jones. 38.5 fantasy points, just remarkable bounce back game. And again, not having a good quarterback play for either of his quarterbacks for King Scott, but still ended up victorious. Very weird. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when you get almost 40 points out of your running back, that is going to certainly help things. Mm, won't hurt. Uh, no. Well, even though as we will go into the next matchup, it didn't help a certain someone, but Mm. Either way, I, I am surprised that Keegan has been able to stay afloat with the scrub of quarterback play that he oh. has had so far. But when you've got Scary Terry, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, you're going to probably be able to work through quite a bit of uh, of tough waters there. And it looks like Jamar Chase is basically an automatic start for him each week now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he may have had a little steal in our draft with Rondell Moore um, the way that that team is putting up points and moving the ball. So, um, yeah. yeah, I still don't, I'm still not in love with Keegan's rosters essentially because of how bad. Um, and he, he basically has no tight end worth anything on his roster. Um, but he definitely has some pieces there and, and can definitely salvage some wins here and there because, going to put put his whole team on on his backs on their backs so uh, yeah so i mean again i i think really honestly i mean and th- this is just fantasy but i think i really do believe keegan got lucky he really did uh with aaron jones just carrying him and his mother guys stepping up and his quarterbacks is doing awful um i mean scotty benzine had like if you look on his roster or actually oh crap oof, I was looking at the projection scores. I'm like, hey, everyone went off, and he still lost. But, I mean, Tyreek Hill did not have a good game. Um, Jacoby Myers was in there. Corey Davis, he threw in there. <laughs> Didn't even put up two points. Kareem Hunt did not see a touchdown. His defense did well. Gave him 16, the Patriots. But um, Eckler, I mean, positive. Eckler looked good. He saw the targets that he did not see week one. And uh, the rookie Harris took a big step forward. After week one. Um, and so, I mean, Scotty, again, we, we've talked about this. I think, yeah, I mean, so with is his Chiefs and then maybe a couple of guys stepping up. But, heck, you won't see a lot for Scotty Benzine's team. Hill, like having one of those Chiefs players under 10 points is kind of weird. Yeah, seeing Hill <laughs> at 4.4 is definitely an eye-opener. Um, 
but Tyreek will definitely bounce back. I definitely saw on social media that um, some Baltimore players were talking a little bit of trash and, and Tyreek responded. And um, I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder the rest of the season, definitely. And to not put up a game like that, but you know, mm. Pat played very well. It's just the touchdown definitely didn't go to Tyreek. So they obviously made it a big part of their game plan to take him out. But, but I, all I got to say is what are you doing? Benzing? What are you doing starting Corey Davis? What are you doing? I understand he went off last week and never wanted to buy into the offseason hype per usual. But come on, dude. Zach Wilson against Bill Belichick. What do you Mm. think they were going to do? And he, Scott even said it himself. He knew what they were going to do. Take away their best option. Make a rookie quarterback struggle. It's exactly what they did. Corey Mm -hmm. Davis just, yeah, good luck with that. Else there, and he would have won. Marvin mm-hmm. Jones or Tyler Boyd, you know, Darnell Mooney would, yeah, he would have won with any of those other guys. I mean, those are the top, Corey yeah, Davis. those are the top options on his bench. If he would have snagged those guys, I wonder who he was thinking um, to put I, in. He was other... originally going to put Tyler Boyd in there. So, and yeah, that, that would have got him the win. So, oh man, um, that's he can only, only blame himself for that one. And uh, I, I hope you're. Your Corey Davis hard on go gets a little bit softer. <laughs> it has to. I mean, goodness. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, heck, like, we. I mean, we expected it. I mean, it, like even with that Jets team, it's just you know, it, it's it sometimes is cannot be pretty. Um, definitely wasn't the case against New England there uh, last week. But again, both teams now one and one after King and Scott picked up his first victory. Moving on to the last matchup skin, the Savage Pass kids, the only team that are, that is two and zero, And now the only team that is owing to the Blount force Savage Pass kids, defeating the Blount force 165.6 to 161.2 4.4 fantasy points decided this matchup skin a very very close one it was down to TJ Huckinson that we just that we talked about just a a mountain of a man and the hair and the and the flow and means is a big boy just doing work 16.6 fantasy points from him and gave TC his second weird win out of two weeks uh what do you think about this matchup here yeah, this was an exciting one, and as I as I kind of hinted at, Blount got forty four point seven points from Mister Derrick Henry, and still did not win. Still lost. That is Goodness. just mind blowing. And George Kittle's three point seven was a big mm. pooper, and he obviously did not choose the defense very well with negative one points there. So deserves one of that the Q button. Call it yep. Q button. And 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 his boy, his keeper, or. Yeah, wait, did he keep Miles Sanders? Or did he, draft he drafted him, him first? He drafted him. For, yeah, yeah. Yep, old Miles first Sanders round. not doing a whole lot there either. So, um, yeah, if if I were Blount, I'd be getting a little nervous about, about uh, Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell seems to be looking pretty decent. But, again, I didn't watch every snap. Blount probably did. So, mm. um, I you know, I, I, I think uh, DK got locked up a little bit by Tennessee's secondary, which was – uh, a little bit surprising, but Christian Fulton played him like a glove, which was very encouraging. He was under his skin all day, and DK was looking very frustrated. So um, he just he just didn't do quite enough. Um, 
you know, and then that defensive choice was not, not great. So, but TC, you know, obviously Kyler Murray is probably is going to be quarterback one this year. Um, Mm -hmm. He's already making a case for MVP, obviously we're only two weeks in, but um, Kyler Murray looks um, absolutely ridiculous. And so TC only got five points from Alvin Kamara. Like that's not going to happen very Mm -hmm. often. So um, still one. (laughs) And still one. But I, I think it's there are concerns still with TC's team, and uh, Miles Gaskin for me is not an encouraging player. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if I owned Miles Gaskin, he probably would be. I'd probably be thinking about putting him on my bench here soon. Um, but also Antonio Gibson getting vultured. Uh, it seems like Gibson is not going to get the workload that a lot of people originally thought this offseason. Um, because they're definitely using JD McKissick goal line situation. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to, to dial back the Antonio Gibson hype, and it's going to maybe take another year before he gets that uh, that workhorse uh, workload. Now, if you're if you are a TC, um, and of course he's got Miles Gaston, like you mentioned, his second flex spot. He's got Tyson uh, Williams there on his bench. Who didn't mean heck? He only put up maybe a point better than. Uh, than Gaskin did, but would you consider Williams over Gaskin? Yeah, Williams would probably be the play for me. I know it's kind of the Shepherd, same. Shepard, he's got Shepard there too. Heck, Shepard yeah, had a good game. Sterling's been getting a decent amount of targets, that's for sure. Um, it'd probably be Williams, um, but you know, Latavius seems to be taking all those goal line touchdowns, which is the tough part. Um, mm-hmm. but but Tyson does look, look pretty good out there and looks explosive, so um, it definitely between. And I mean, even James White, you know, he was he was hyping up James White. Um, mm, yeah. And James White gets a ton of catches, obviously, out of the backfield, and still has been getting a decent amount of carries. So, you know, New England, I think, always wants to keep James White involved. So, I, you know, he definitely has guys that he can fill in there. That's for sure. Now, of course, moving on to with going back to Q's team. Now he is a duo, like I said, the only Owen two uh, team as of right now. Uh, let's, I'm not sure exactly. Let's see who he's got. So he does have, he's going up against Keegan Scott, the defending champion week three. Now, any is, should he be worried at all to be only, he could could honestly go 0-3 after this week going up against Keegan Scott. If he is like, like, uh uh-oh for Mr. Skin or Mr. Q. Yeah. I mean, what what does he need to do to to not get to that point? I mean, uh, like he did have he did pick up Kirk Cousins, who was a, was a great pickup. Now we all knew that that was his struggling point was his quarterback. Now Matthew Stafford did pretty well, but and so did Kirk Cousins. So I guess that didn't hurt him in this matchup. But what can he do to not be zero and three? Yeah, that's a good question. For him? And I know. Choosing a better defense is going to be uh, that would help. Number one. Yeah, that's a good step. But I think one positive for for Q is that Juju may start getting a decent amount of mm-hmm. targets now that Deontay Johnson sounds like he may be out a week or two. Um, so he ability to possibly slide Juju into his starting lineup. I'm just not quite sure who he's going to take out. Um, Robert Woods has looked pedestrian. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like you just is the how high he drafted George Kittle. He's just got to hope for hope for a better performance 
out of which him. I think he will. I really do. And I think which, Robert Woods is still a starter. Um, I mean, the heck, he put up a block game, he'll give you 9.5. And I do believe George Kittle will give you more than 3.7 going forward. Um, but yeah, you, like you said, might have to just trust Juju some more. Uh, yep. 13.4 last week. Um, and, and heck, I don't, I think, I, I think you got to go with uh, Kirk Cousins again. Uh, yeah, he's got absolutely. multiple options there, and is and there, it feels like they're throwing it more than normal. Am I wrong by saying that? No, I think they I, are. I I would definitely agree with that. And and yeah. Kirk has looked sharp, and he really looked sharp this this last week. Just uh, yeah, too bad their kicker couldn't pull it through. But mm, no, I agree. Mm, Other than that, classic. I think Blount may have to start thinking about uh, making some some trades if uh, to improve his roster. But you I, know, yeah. If, you can't you can't I, start zero and three. It's just it's not a good way to start. I I do believe it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a battle week three against these two uh, champions here. But I do believe I don't think you should make. I mean, he doesn't need to make a move. I guess right now. But it, it, if he loses, then something needs to be done because he's in a pickle. Big yeah, one, I like agree. a big dill pickle, like one of those big massive ones you get the fair. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Those big ones. Yeah, those are those gross. Stick. Pickles are yeah. disgusting. <laughs> I'll you're a pickle guy. All right, right, Skin. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick little pause, move on to the waiver wire. Guys, we got a very important message uh, as one of our commercials. So please listen to that. Very important. And then we'll move on to the waiver wire pickups. All right, Skin. All right, I'll be right back. Are you sucking at the game of fantasy football? Does your team look like absolute poop and can't put up any points on your fantasy team? Please do not give up and do not make a trade with Keegan Scott. Keegan, a two-time champion, the defending champion. If you want him to be the first FLOG member to have reached three championships and be the first FLOG member to ever have back-to-back season wins, then trade with him. If you're a quitter and you do not like fantasy, then you will trade with Keegan Scott. Do not do that. Do not give up. His words are beautiful. We understand that. But do not make a trade with Keegan Scott. Make a trade with anybody else but that individual. Again, I repeat, do not trade with Keegan Scott on this fantasy league. All righty, welcome back. Skin going over the waiver wire pickups possibly for this this next week. Now, the, the guys, it, again, it's not really the most attractive guys to choose from. There's not like a an outstanding guy that you have to go chase down and put up 100 bucks on uh, this week. But, I mean, there could be some guys, especially in a quarterback position. Uh, three skin really catch my eye. Uh, Daniel Jones has been doing very, very, very well, not only in the air, uh, but he's been doing doing some work on the ground. Heck, he had 95 yards last week and could have been even more if that one play that he ran for a touchdown didn't get called back for a hold. Uh, that I mean, heck, could have been more than 95 yards, but he looks very, very good. It's kind of a kind of a, a, a cue kind of pick him being a leg guy. He could be a guy. Derek Carr's been doing very well. Um, heck, man, he's multiple multiple yards, and heck, and with 
his wide receivers starting to shine a little bit more in Ruggs and Edwards and, of course, Waller and Renfro. I mean, he's getting better options to throw the ball to, which is promising. And then, heck, I, I'm, I like Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, not a bad uh, quarterback, too. Now, of course, TC was on last week, and he was not a Teddy Bridgewater guy. But I do believe he is a guy you can trust as a QB, too. What do you think about uh, those guys or anybody else you, that you have in mind or uh, could be a good add-on skin? No, I agree 100%. I think all three of those guys are going to either be picked up or uh, or at least be thought about being picked up. But, yeah, all three of those guys, you know, right now, as two weeks in, are, are all ranked in the top 12 in our league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Daniel Jones' legs have surprised me more than anything. Uh, Derek Carr is obviously hurt, but um, he's still, I mean, he's questionable right now. He's still, right. Is he still? Yeah. Yeah. He may or may not play next week. So that may hurt, uh, him in the waivers, but no, I agree with, uh, you with Teddy Bridgewater too. I think he's worth looking at and, uh, he's played well with, with Denver and gotten those pieces involved. So, so you um, disagree with TC. I disagree with TC. Okay. There we go. (laughs) Two points. Got it. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Anybody else you like in this group here? Uh, no, it falls off real hard after that. It does. It does. Uh, maybe some guys to possibly monitor. Uh, I mean, I mean, you can you can possibly monitor Saint Darnold. I mean, heck, I mean, he's average, but is that the ceiling for Darnold? Like, I I don't know. I what I do like about Darnold. Don't get me wrong. I do like that he could just throw it to McCaffrey. Heck, he can give you 15, 20 yards right there. Right. <laughs> when you have McCaffrey behind you. That helps, oh. but honestly, I mean, if, if I were to pick one out of the rest, um, it might be Jared Goff for me. I do. You know what? Uh, heck, me and him were battling last week. I was saying Bridgewater. He was saying Goff. I was saying Yucky Goff. He was saying Yucky <laughs> Bridgewater. I mean, heck, I, I after watching him yesterday, now again, or last night, again, he had, a, he, had a, he had an interception. He had a fumble, but again, he looked, he looked good. Better he, than before. So, I mean, that's yeah, not he, a bad guy. He has surprised me, um, especially being with Detroit in that offense that doesn't have a whole lot of weapons. I think he's performed admirably. And, mm. um, yeah, it's just the consistency. I think that you don't feel good if you put Goff in the starting lineup. But mm. um, I think it all depends on who you have. But just with that matchup against Baltimore, I, I don't necessarily love. Um, but Daniel Jones against Atlanta would be the one that kind of catches my eye. Um, that would definitely be a good matchup for. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the running backs. Heck, man, it's weird to see Mark Ingram on the top of this list. <laughs> it's wild. Now, of course, week one, he had multiple carries, kind of went down a little bit week two, uh, but still led the team. And, and, and he's, his projection score is about nine and a half. Uh, I, I'm I'm still staying away from this backfield in Houston. Just not a, a group of guys that I, I'm I'm attracted to, uh, and and something I'm trying to stay away from. You agree or no? Yeah, I agree. There's just too okay. many too many yeah. mouths to feed there. Um, I mean, if you got an open spot because of an injury or something, yeah, Mark might be a guy that you take a look at to just. Let him sit on your bench and marinate there for a while until he has a couple bad games and you drop him. I mean, that's the most he's going to do. I would be absolutely mind-boggled if someone ever put him in their start. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, again, there's not a lot of options running back wise, but one option that's very popular, not in heck, it could be popular in our league. I guarantee someone snags him up. But in, in other leagues and throughout the fantasy football world, skin, Cordell Patterson, holy moly. Like he, he's been looking very well. Used, Atlanta's using him very well. Now they're kind of, you know, fading, I guess. I don't know. Heck, they faded him last week with Mike Davis. Which, you know, that's what we thought Mike Davis was going to do, all the stuff that Patterson's doing. But right now, is he, you think he's going to get snagged up in our league? Yeah, I think he probably will get snagged up, mainly because he's one of those guys that is going to get a handful of carries and he's going to get a handful of targets, you mm-hmm. know? Um, what more do you want from a uh, running back who, I guess, a backup running back, but, um, I agree with that. I do think he is going to get picked up. Um, I personally would have a tough time um, putting him near my lineup, but Mm -hmm. um, I definitely think it could be a sit and monitor situation with Cordero Patterson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, it's very weird him and maybe because he's been, been stopping a lot of different uh, teams and just hasn't been doing very well. But I'm heck the last two weeks he's been, Looking pretty decent, uh, uh, decent enough to at least take a look at, um, you know, on the waiver wire pickups. Anybody else here in these running backs? Nope. I think that pretty much does it for me. Everyone else is. Uh, yeah. Monitor. I guess a monitor look is Zach Moss possibly. Yeah. Um, yeah. He and, did vulture a touchdown or what? Did he yeah. Two, two of them. Two yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, because I have. Um, Josh Allen, he's not a guy that I am personally interested in. Sure. Um, yeah. Because, you know, Josh Allen, that should have been a rushing touchdown for him. But, you know, he slid into the end zone and they called him down at the half yard line. Mm. Um, so for me, Zach Moss, I'm not really all that interested in. And I don't really like the backfield split between him and Singletary. But mm. that's just myself. But yeah, he's, he's a goal line back who has a chance to get a touchdown every week. Right, right. Heck, and, and if Allen would have won or would have got that touchdown, you probably would have won your matchup, right? Uh, no, I got blown out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, good giggles there. Moving on to the wide receiver skin. Henry Ruggs, top of the list there. Heck, who I recently just dropped. Uh, because mainly, and we talked about this a little bit off air in, last weekend, we were golfing skin. Uh, I, he had a few drops last week that I, I did not like and enjoy. So I was like, screw this, and moved on. I picked up Kenneth Gainwell, which, heck, I mean, I just wanted to enjoy that a little bit more than just watching Ruggs just suffer. Uh, but hey, he had a very good week, over 100 yards. I mean, he just used his speed to the advantage of the defenders there. I mean, we all know that. We all knew that Ruggs has some quickness and some speed. We all know that. Uh, but, again, it's, it's moving back to last year uh, that, you know, this car was all Waller city. And now that he's using, he's getting rugs a little bit more involved. He's getting Edwards a little bit more involved. And I can see these guys possibly getting more involved when throughout the season. Uh, but I mean, with rugs is, are you interested at all? Maybe throwing some change or what's up? Uh, for me, you know, rugs is a boomer bust type of guy. Yeah. Um, I think if he's someone that, uh, you really needed, but in our league, I don't necessarily think 
he's worth spending money on personally, but I'm also relatively deep at the wide receiver position. Um, But he is a young player who plays on an offense that likes to take some chunk plays and, um, you know, Derek Carr is playing very well. So yeah, got a guy to monitor, not someone that I don't think I would spend my fab on, but um, he, he, he may get some looks. That's for sure. Anybody else in this in this group here to be getting more looks? You think? Um, not really. I mean, the guys that I've kind of looked at, you know, in in deeper leagues with more teams, you know, Tim Patrick. Mm-hmm. But since I have Cortland Sutton, I'm not really interested in Patrick. Uh, Zach Pascal seems to always get the red zone targets, which has always confused me, but, um, and Tyrell Williams coming back from injury, but outside of that, you know, not much more, you know, Van Jefferson, I think kind of put up more of what we're expecting from him. Mm-hmm. Um, not expecting much from AJ green, but besides a few, uh, catches here and there, he did have a touchdown last week, but, um, you know, like the, uh, the one other guy that we talked about was Quintez Cephas, but, um, I'm just curious to see how he looks with Tyrell Williams back in the lineup too. Right. Yeah. And of course he's on top of the list as well with Sammy Watkins. Heck, uh, a guy that I'm surprised you didn't mention skin with you being a Josh Allen owner. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is still up there. Um, and heck didn't do extremely bad. It's always a good, possibly, I guess, flex option. That's, that's his floor feels like, or I mean, his ceiling, uh, just, he's not, I mean, he's never, I mean, I don't think he's going to go back to what he once was, but. Any interest there if you're Josh Allen owners? I got nah, have him in the league. No, it's digs or nobody on that. Digs or nobody. Yep. <laughs> right. Goodness. Yeah. But again, yeah, some other guys. I mean, just nothing to maybe game on tight ends though. Tight ends again, not the the most attractive thing. Noah Fant on top of the list. Jared Cook, Robert Tanyan, who saw the end zone. Johnny Smith, Mike Jacecki, Jack Doyle, who was more involved than he was week one. In this Indianapolis Colts team, any of these guys intriguing to the eye? Uh, Noah Fant would probably be the only one. Oh, no, Jared, Jared Cook. Um, yeah. Not not like a plug-and-play guy, but Noah Fant is kind of starting to creep up there a little bit to uh, games, um, you know, so – it's he's definitely the guy that I think he'll definitely be. Um, not, I doubt he'll go into a starting lineup by any means, but um, yeah, outside of that, not really. I mean, Johnu and Hunter, I just think there's again two two tight end ones there that you just never know what the split is going to be. Jack Doyle, I think for me, I think would be someone to monitor throughout the rest of the year. And, you know, eight targets last week. I just think that – I just think he's a better football player than Moali Cox. I mean, Colts mm-hmm. fans just wanted to get this athletic freak of nature and have been hyping him up for the last four years, it sounds like. And he's just not the guy. He's not the guy. He's never going to be the guy. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I think Doyle is probably the only one to look at there. Um, the one person that I – do you know is might be um someone like uh Dawson Knox but again it's digs or nobody in that offense for Buffalo and so um 
Josh Allen just hasn't been slinging it as much this year. So one of those guys I may, you know, notch to look at, but again, no, nothing, nothing that I'm, I'm interested in picking up. Now with, with Jarvis Landry, we just got a report when we were recording this skin that he he's out for a few weeks, his first time missing a game in his career, by the way, Jarvis Landry in the, in the Browns, but oh, wow. um, Austin Hooper, I mean, with, with Odell, who knows about next week, if Odell would be back, um, if, if, if Odell's gone and Landry is gone, is he a guy that could be picked up, you think, and used? Yeah, I mean, if you're in a real big pinch, yeah. I, I mm. think Cooper is a guy that you could throw in there with at least somewhat confidence that he's going to get some targets. Um, I still have sour taste from last year. Just a big, big, big tank last year and not doing as well that he did when he was in Atlanta. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you don't want to go through that, go on that road again. It's yucky. So, I mean, heck, I just – I'm staying away from him because of that, but heck. Yeah, he didn't on. live up live up to the contract that he got, but I, and I feel the same way. I mean, definitely in our league, it's not worth touching, but, um, but yeah, not not a whole lot out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Skin. Anything else? Well, heck, that that that's about the with the waiver wire pickups. We got any last words or comments? Um, Titans Colts next week. Uh, I, w- I wish that Carson mm. was going to play or is going to play we're still uncertain about that but i am trending towards he is not going to play um big divisional matchup and yeah you know, i hope you remember the bet the bet we made on the golf course there so um, i do not no <laughs> yeah yeah so, i'm joking uh, <laughs> yes I'm, I'm still standing by it yeah baby all right well uh, i would have been more happy if i would have saw them lost last week well they had no business winning but they pulled it <laughs> I out know in, it. in classic titans fashion so yeah henry just turned into a freaking beast of a man yeah it's it's, it's ridiculous but yeah no i'm i'm looking forward to it a good divisional matchup there colts really need a win and tennessee really doesn't need a loss that's for sure but um <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see, and I hope Tennessee's defense can feast off Jacob Eason a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And Skin, you you got a again, and then also our best, our favorite teams going up against each other, and me and you are going up against each other in the flock. Yeah, should be. I know. Yeah, it. should be a fun competitive weekend for for the both of us. Good little battle, and- one and one. I hope I hope you feel good when you go go down zero and two with the Colts losing and your okay. fantasy team losing. All right, <laughs> all right. There you go. Grow up, skin. Well, again, hey, skin. Thank you so much for joining us. A great episode today. Lots of we went over, and again, we will be back on. Heck, I will be back on tomorrow uh, to go over a quick episode of who got picked up and who picked up who, and then we'll be back on for TC Thursday going over the flog matchups and go over those guys. So, Skin, again, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. You have listened to the Flogcast Network. Everyone stay safe.